it is time for more powerful parenting with this question. Do you swear by it? Find out on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello everyone, it's Dr. Johnny here, and this is another episode of Pushback. I'm so grateful that you joined me again this week. It's been a winter wonderland here this week in the middle of December, and it looks like we're definitely going to have a white Christmas. And so we are pleased about that. It's not bitterly cold, and I'll take the snow and not bitterly cold any day. Uh, so that's a wonderful place to be. Uh, I, uh, My wife and I had the privilege of being a participant in the Homemade Family podcast with Nathaniel and Amy White. I encourage you to click on their podcast and follow along with them. Uh, we were interviewed for an hour and uh, it was so honoring and valuable and we had a great discussion uh, about life and parenting and about family and I encourage you to connect with that podcast as well. Um, I want to jump into another episode of Powerful Parenting. I've been running a series uh, throughout the last couple months uh, as other news items were injected in there at times, uh, but I always want to get back to that and and I just uh, getting close to the end of the series, but I want to share my heart with you uh, regarding um, language and profanity with our children. I believe it's such an important topic, and I think if I could be so bold, I'm not sure everybody thinks it's that important of a topic. And I would like to, I guess, make the case for the importance of what comes out of our mouth and the importance of us as parents um, being able to safeguard that and to put boundaries around our children, because that's what the series is about, is about providing boundaries for our children and strategies for them to face the world and the culture of this world that would want to tell them opposite of what the Bible and the culture of heaven would tell us. And I believe this is actually a great example and a perfect example of where that comes into play and the importance of positioning ourselves here on this earth. And I believe what comes out of our mouth is such a huge um, advantage, a huge positioning of how we have influence actually in this world. So I'm hoping to make that case to you as well. I released a podcast last season called The Insanity of Profanity. And I'd encourage you to connect with that one as well. Um, but I want to take this again from a parenting perspective uh, in regards to our children. Now, it's real easy to understand that what comes out of our mouth as parents obviously affect the way our children speak as well. I mean, it, it's crazy because our children actually speak like us. Many will say that they sound like us. And they're going to adapt the culture of our homes and the way that we speak in our homes. Last night, we had the privilege of watching together as a family uh, a Christmas story. One of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, it is actually quite hilarious. Um, but they were talking about the dad in this. And the dad could um, 
the the voiceover in this movie, if you recall, is sort of narrating his childhood days. And this is what he says about his dad. He said, my father wove a tapestry of obscenity that, as far as we know, is still hanging in space over Lake Michigan. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great line. It's a powerful line from the movie. Um, and of course, later in the movie, Ralphie, the the main character, the child in the movie, um, lets a four-letter word out and says fudge, but of course didn't say fudge. Uh, and of course, the next scene, he has the bar of soap in his mouth. See, family and parents don't want their children speaking like that, and yet they're often the ones who are actually modeling that for their children, a tapestry of obscenities <laughs> that can sometimes linger. And so we see profanity, obviously, prolifically throughout our culture. Nobody's going to argue that point. We see it in movies. We see it in music. Uh, we see it in the things that we read. And it's there to try to bring some sort of punch, to try to bring some kind of shock value. And it's actually a substitute for good writing. There's actually ways to emote uh, feeling and emotion into a plot or into a script without using four-letter words. And it actually requires better writing. Um, but that, unfortunately, is starting to slip away as well. And so we see it all around in our culture. But again, we always have to distinguish between what is common and what is normal. See, the Father actually created us to actually... Uh, have a language and to actually communicate one to another. And he puts high value on that. And he puts safeguards and boundaries around the things that we say. And he does that so that we have influence, so that we are respected, so that we are seen in the community as someone that has control over the things that they are saying. And when we use vulgar language, when we use obscenities and, and swear words and curses, when we use those that language in the world, it actually does the actual opposite. It gives us less credibility. It gives us less status. It gives us less influence in our culture. And that may be more than any reason is why the importance of this podcast is to say that this actually matters. The words that come out of our mouth matters. And because everybody speaks that way doesn't make it normal. It makes it common, but not normal. The word vulgar is actually the word for being common. Isn't that interesting? So it's vulgar language means common language, but that's not normal language, nor is it exceptional language. Isn't that what we're after for our children? Isn't that why we're talking about this on this podcast? See, we can as parents actually put boundaries around our children so that they form new and effective habits. Some people say a new habit will be formed in like 21 days. I think the studies have actually shown it's, it's closer to 66 days, but it changes and, and we get used to speaking a certain way. We get used to the certain tones and the ways that we speak to one another and, and, and swear words. Um, we'll see patients in the hospital who come into the ER and every other word is a swear word, meaning that they cannot communicate without using those words. That's because it's become habit forming. That's the only way they know how to speak. And so the habit of course can be changed in other ways. So words matter. Let me just run through definitions as I do so often on this podcast, because I think this is completely 
important. Cursing or using the Lord's name in vain is what the Bible talks about, and it's clearly a boundary. The Latin root profanus means unholy, and that's where it all started. If you take the Lord's name in vain, you've profaned him and probably made your mom pretty angry too. (laughs) Profane means relating or devoting to that which is not sacred or biblical, secular rather than religious. So you are speaking a secular language, make no mistake about it. It's a secular communicated language, one to another, that actually is in conflict with what the Bible says. To swear is to make a solemn statement or promise undertaking to do something or affirming that something is the case. But it's also used as an offensive language, especially as an expression of anger. To curse A solemn utterance intended to invoke a supernatural power to inflict harm or punishment on someone or something. Also, an offensive word or phrase used to express anger or annoyance. It's a solemn utterance. The word solemn means serious. And that's the point of this podcast, my friends. If you are a parent with a child who uses four-letter words, uses them regularly, uses them because you use them, it's serious. It's offensive, and it's profane to the Lord. Swearing these days is understood generally as the strongly emotional use of taboo terms to carry out such acts as abusing, offending, letting off steam, intensifying what is being said, or simply signaling displeasure. Swearing in response to pain may activate the amygdala, part of your brain, which in turn triggers a flight-or-fight response. This then leads to a surge in adrenaline, a natural form of pain relief. So wait a minute. When you swear or curse, sometimes it can make you feel better. Interesting. Why is that significant? Because we are a feeling culture. The culture is led and ruled by our feelings. And so when our feelings are present and we feel anger or annoyance, well, then we simply respond. We simply respond with something that may make us feel better. It's actually a release that takes place when we swear or we curse so that our brain actually feels better. We are feeling oriented. But as ambassadors of heaven, we are supposed to be spiritually oriented, spiritually connected, And operate in the spiritual fruit of self-control. It's interesting when you actually look at this online. uh, Liberal online influencers are actually encouraging swearing. Even in front of your children. Because they don't want personal accountability. And are actually looking for somebody else to tell them that it's actually okay. It's not serious. Because it's common it must be normal. This is the always the evolution of secular thought. Is if it feels good, do it. If enough people do it, it's okay and it's normal. And if it's okay and it's normal, then it's okay and normal for your children to do it too. This is the snowball effect that drives me crazy. And this is what culture is telling us. And parents, if we're not out in front of this, this is your kid as well because they get influenced in all sorts of different ways. Even more importantly than my opinion or 
how other people feel about it is what the Bible actually says. The Bible in Proverbs 22.9 says, They will serve before kings, and they will not serve before officials of low rank. And I speak this verse over my children often because that is how I am raising them. That's how I am, I am, I am bound, putting a boundary about them that says that they are actually being raised to stand before kings. That is the measure. It's not the measure of my love or their performance. That's not what I'm saying. But it's a measure of living as a child of the king and understanding our position and operating in that place of influence and valuing influence. And the way that we can do that is what comes out of our mouths. There's a, a website online called lifestyleallwomenstalk.com. <laughs> it's not one that I would really go to very frequently, you wouldn't think, huh? But they're actually talking about foul language. And they were actually talking about some things, why it might not be so great. This is a secular article, but I always find that interesting how secular audiences can also find something that you would think would be common and normal. Maybe it isn't. They say, number one, it hinders communication. It actually creates a block because it's usually in response to anger and annoyance and you're trying to make whatever is angering you or annoying you go away. They said, number two, there are better ways to express yourself. Number three, it makes people defensive if you get cursed or sworn at. It limits your vocabulary. That's just what I'm talking about. It becomes habit forming. So that actually becomes the go-to word when you don't know what to say. And they put on there, interestingly, not very classy. Number five. This is what they said. Let's face it. Swearing just isn't very classy. Can you imagine Jackie Kennedy swearing? Maybe she swore on occasion, but it's very difficult to imagine swear words coming out of her mouth. By not swearing, you can project sophistication and class, both of which help you can, oh, this is important, <laughs> both of which can help you earn the respect of others. My friends, this isn't some religious article, some pious position. This is out of allwomenstalk.com. It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting that they see it that way as well. Because our children will serve kings rather than working for ordinary people is another version of that verse. The word vulgar is the word common. I mentioned that before. It's la it means lacking sophistication or good taste. It means unrefined. Is that what you want for your children? Lacking sophistication or good taste being undefined, unrefined and common? It's not what I want for my children. It's time that we raise the bar, time that we put boundaries even around what we maybe consider to be a small issue. I hope you're starting to get the idea that maybe it isn't such a small issue. Donald Trump, who you know that I've had respect for and, and feel like he's probably done more legislatively for our country than maybe any other president in the near, near uh, past, he's been referred to as the profanity president. Now, he's kind of had sort of this cowboy mentality, and a lot of people say that's what this country has needed, sort of a kick-you-in-the-face kind of guy. The problem is, is that it's hard to continue to make excuses for it, and it becomes fatiguing, and it's harder to defend. This article on All Women's Talk also talked about it's being vulgar language being inappropriate for work or school. And the last inappropriate in front of your children 
It's interesting, isn't it? It makes sense though, and they're and they're connecting to something that's important. Because we're not looking for a vulgarity, we're looking for exceptionalism. We're not looking for our kids to be common. We're looking for our kids to be uncommonly exceptional. They go on in this article to say another reason you shouldn't swear is because it's inappropriate for children to hear. No one wants their five-year-old to be swearing. But when people swear around children, those children tend to pick up the swear words. If you don't want the kids in your family swearing, it's best to not swear yourself. Doink. Children struggle to learn more appropriate ways to manage and express anger and other emotions, which could have many adverse consequences in the outside world. Frequent cursing and poor communication skills could lead him to have trouble at school and difficulty forming and maintaining close relationships. Other researchers found that children started swearing around age two, and that it becomes more adult-like by ages 11 or 12. Authors of the Association for Psychological Science noted in 2012, by the time children enter school, they have a working vocabulary of 30 to 40 offensive words. We, uh, I've talked much about William Wilberforce in regards to slavery and, and the eerie um, uh, a parallel with our current struggle against abortion. And he was single-handedly responsible for ending the African-American slave trade in England. And he had two actual life goals. One was to end slavery, which we know him mostly for. And the second was to reform manners. Why would he think that's important? Manners. He actually saw the elevation of the human condition as the important piece to actually bringing social reform. It's a big deal. And I believe that we can start with this as we as parents being powerful parents with our children and challenging them to change the way that they speak. He was floored by the complacency of the clergy even back at that time. And pastors often even today in church circles say that they don't really dwell too much on language because it makes them seem more real if they're just kind of one of the guys and let the four-letter words fly. My friends, we have plenty to be real about. This is actually time that we actually stand up and be unreal, be exceptional, be above, be set apart. Isn't that what he's calling us to and our children? In the time I have left, let me just read some Bible verses to you, just in case you don't think that maybe it's a big deal in the Bible. <laughs> Colossians 3.8, But now you must also rid yourself of all th- such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Ephesians 4.29, Do not let any wholes- unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for the building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Ephesians 5, 4, nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Though, uh, James 1, 26, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. James three ten out of the mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. 
Psalm 141.3, set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Proverbs 4.24, keep your mouth free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Proverbs 21.23, those who guard their mouths and their tongues keep themselves from calamity. Luke 6.45, a good man brings good things out of a good stored... (laughs) Let me start again. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. My friends, we don't want a heart full of vulgarity and profanity and cursing. We want a heart that builds up, that edifies, that strengthens, that encourages that speaks life and wholeness. So why does this matter? It matters because we are raising children and we are their parents. It matters because they are part of culture and part of influence. And by simply um, guarding and, and, and safeguarding the way that they speak actually changes and shifts the culture and the influence in which they walk in. It's as critically important that our children once again are able to not only take a stand but take the stand can you talk to them about the way that they speak about the words that come out of their mouth even though all of their friends do it and the circles of influence do it and maybe they might even be teased by not doing it can they take a stand can they can they go under cross-examination and actually have an answer for why it's important that they guard and watch what comes out of their mouth? I believe that they can, and I believe that they should. And I believe that they'll want to. I've heard so many times, especially in the realms of sports, where, where curse words fly everywhere, where they can't always even mic up the field where people are playing because it's so prevalent. But I'll hear things say like, like oh, the coach... I think the coach must be a Christian. I've never heard them swear. Or he's a good guy. I've never heard that person swear. It's interesting, isn't it? Why would they assume that they're a Christian? Because they don't swear. Because there's a standard there. There's a standard. There's an accountability to a higher power, accountability to a father who watches over us and puts boundaries around us and cares about even the things that come out of our mouths. So parents, make no, make no mistake about it. Our kids, if unless you're locking them in the cellar, our kids are exposed to this in Hollywood, in music, in friendships, in social situations. Four-letter words are flying everywhere. But they can actually take a stand. They can actually be the ones that it will be set apart. And, and I, I've heard it said before, and I've said this many times on the podcast, to live a life that requires an explanation. Why don't you ever swear? Why don't, why don't those words ever come out of your mouth? It's because it matters. It matters to me. It matters to my father. It matters to the culture in which I live in. And we as parents are responsible for that, to reproduce that culture into our children. I would love to hear your comments about this topic or others or other topics that you would like to hear about by going to pushbackculture.org, pushbackculture.org. Leave your comment, question, or concern. I'd be happy to either share it online or, or share it with you personally and get back to you when I can. 
Thank you so much for listening. It is such a pleasure. As we're preparing for this Christmas season, I just want to say that I honor and value each and every one of you. Thank you for listening each and every week. So let's go together now to set and shape the culture.